0: What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another fine episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate and John
1: and Brandon. And what? And Brandon. I can't You're,
0: hear you. Is your mic on? <laughs> no, your mic's muted, Biatch. Whoa. How's that for something new in the intro? <laughs> Gotti. I am your pod father. You will speak when spoken kiss to. The, kiss
2: the ring, man.
0: That's right. Boys, today. That happened. We're going to recap this past Saturday's UFC Fight Night, which was headlined by Sean Strickland versus Jack Hermanson. We will then get you guys set up with our picks and predictions for this coming Saturday night's UFC 271, which features the middleweight title fight between Israel Adesanya versus Bobby Knuckles himself, Robert Whitaker. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We'll also hit you guys with all the news and happenings in the world in MMA. But first, we got a tiebreaker between these two that needs settled. Little yeah. game of who said it. All that and more coming up. But first, boys, what is up, Brandon? You can now speak. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Did you like that?
1: Were you a little salty? No, I was- I called you out last time?
0: No, but we just came home from brunch. And on the way home, I told Ash, I was like, I cannot wait to do this to Brandon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably been thinking about it all week. <laughs> Since
0: last night. <laughs> I was like, I got to do something. Yeah. And I was like, screw it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind Brandon who's boss
1: who's in charge who's in charge yeah, fair enough i
0: control your voice
1: okay just don't forget just don't forget i'm down here
0: you like the wizard of Oz? i man. brought in pepsi i brought in reebok you're half mine
1: mm. what's that from don't even know wow
2: wow Oop. guys get on him in the comments big ouch <sighs> boys how are we feeling how are we doing what's Ham- going on hamstrings are a little tight had from to, what had to shovel the driveway out <laughs> we got that, plowed that, in yesterday. that might be a
0: you problem no, <laughs> you might need to look at yourself <laughs> in the mirror. No. if shoveling gives you, you tight no. hamstrings,
2: <laughs> shoveling snow is horrible. When, when's
0: the last time you uh, stretched those bad boys?
2: Today, because I woke up and before, it was today. Tight. before today. Before mm, today, probably like Tuesday at work. They get tight on me, man.
0: Okay, Brandon, mm. anything from you?
1: Um, I actually had a buddy pl- um, do a little uh, snowball on my driveway, so that was actually really nice. It took him about like seven minutes. I nice. need to invest in one of those.
0: Oh the the machine things,
1: yeah, like a little snow. Pl- uh, I don't know what yeah. it's called. Snow, snow blower. Snow yeah. blowers. I keep calling it plow. Snow blower. Yes.
0: I just four wheel drive through mine, as you can see. Well,
1: if I had a truck. I'd love to do <laughs> yeah, that, but I
0: just blow through it.
2: Yeah, I noticed Ash had all the snow on her car, <laughs> yeah. so you guys definitely haven't gotten there.
0: <laughs> she got stuck last year, uh, pulling out, which I did shovel, and she went out crooked. And literally like ran into like a snow barge on this, like literally where I piled all the snow. She just ran up on it and her car was like stuck up nice. and we had to wait like two days for the snow. We just couldn't dig it out. She like it was that stuck. Yeah. With we the had- Jeep
2: guys like going by honking like, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Well, what's up boys? I just got back from a little Sunday brunch at Marble. I got my coffee. I've had some mimosas. Mm. I'm ready to go.
2: Yeah, little Liddy. Little, like no, I'm not litty at
0: all. I don't even get I take it would take me like probably a full bottle of mimosas. Like a full bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. It was split four ways, one bottle. Uh, so mm, that's nothing. Not bad. Nothing special. Just just for the taste. It's that's a all we do for. Yeah, I know. I'm just Jack, man. We got a lot to talk about. Oh, a lot yeah. of fun stuff coming up. But right off the bat, we're gonna do something a little different because we got a score to settle. You wanna talk about what's been bugging me all week? The fact that you two tied.
2: Yeah, I don't like top I mean, I'm not happy about it. No, it's Here's- not
0: good. It's not okay.
2: I looked myself in the mirror afterwards.
0: <laughs> so We need to figure this out right off the top. So if you are listening, if you are listening, that's my Irish accent. Mm. Nice. A little Irish coming out in me. My uh, um, DNA test got updated, and I am like 70% Irish. Wow. It was 60. Mm. Like 60, 70% Irish, and the rest is l- literally Romanian.
2: Explains the Conor McGregor, you know.
0: There it is. Um, I haven't checked it in a while. Have you checked yours? Because um, they frequently update, apparently. I didn't know. And yeah. somebody was telling me recently that theirs had updated. And so I checked mine, and I'm like super Irish.
2: Yeah, I get emails all the time for like census hits and stuff from my tree. So I check it every couple weeks. I think I think when I first did it, like...
0: Three years ago, I was, like, 30% Irish, and, like, now I'm up to, like, 60. Oh, yeah. But they say is like, the technology gets better. They can, like, pinpoint stuff more. Yeah,
2: that's what happened with mine. Mine was, like, seventy per th- 73% that. Great Britain, and now I'm, like, 30% Irish. There's, yeah. like, some other stuff. Like, it's, I don't know, it's nice.
0: Yeah. Well, if you are listening for the first time, as I was saying, um, we were going to get to last, or this past Saturday, Sean Strickland, Jack Hermanson. We're going to recap that and then preview UFC 271. It's coming, folks. Hang in there, but we got to play a game first mm. that we like to call Who Said It? Who said it? And I forgot my phone. There it is. <laughs> I couldn't find my phone. Essentially, I'm going to read off a quote. These guys have to tell me which fighters said it. Um, I've only got four, so I'm hoping...
1: So there's um, still a chance we tie again.
0: There is still a chance we tie. <laughs> and if we tie, um, you guys are just going to have to... Kiss a sister, that's all I can think Um, So we're going to get into it right now uh, Before we get into the full episode Are you guys ready?
2: As ready as I can be First
0: quote of the day Do you enjoy being on TV? Do you enjoy being on TV? You're irrelevant after this I used to F guys like you in high school (laughs) (laughs) Do you enjoy being on TV? Do you enjoy being on TV? You're irrelevant after this I used to F guys like you in high school who said it?
2: Don't feel great about this, but...
0: Don't panic. Brandon. Um. Are you ready? Flip him. Brandon says Tito Ortiz. John says Sean Strickland. Not a bad guess. You both are wrong. It was Joseph Benavidez to Henry Cejudo on the Ultimate Fighter finale.
1: <laughs> Do you enjoy being get on it. TV? Get it. Do you enjoy I'm being on
0: TV? It. Because you're irrelevant it. Oh, now you're trying to be cool. Yeah. I used to... You're guys cool. like you in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you're. I knew you're gay. <laughs> knew you were gay. <laughs> the worst part about that is the fact that like everybody laughs, including Dana Dana White immediately. Yeah. Joseph Benavidez, man, those Sorry, team Megan. those team alpha male guys suck at talking trash. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just Ooh. not good at it. I'm a big Uriah Faber fan, but I mean Conor McGregor. Let's face it, owned him as well. Oh yeah, uh, on the Ultimate Fighter. Okay,
2: there it is. Oh, zero gosh. zero. Well, at least now we know we won't tie as long as one of us gets. <sighs> yeah,
0: hopefully not. Serious. This one, I, I don't plan on you guys getting this one. I just saw it and there was no way I could throw this in. Could not find a clip for it. I don't know if it was done in like a written interview. Um, I don't even know if there's video Are you Are going to do an impression? No, no. <laughs> okay. Here's the quote. When I started, I used to go off instincts. Then they took headbutts away and I had to learn some skills. <laughs> so we're talking a veteran here back when headbutts were legal. When I started, I used to go off instincts, then they took headbutts away, so I had to learn some skills.
2: (laughs) Good Lord.
0: (laughs) This one might shock you a little bit.
2: Actually, you know what? Here we go.
0: Sorry for (laughs) the dead air.
1: Had to get some more. Could be so many of these.
0: Flip them around. Let's see what you guys got. John says Chuck Liddell brandon says don fry brandon's a little closer is actually mark the hammer coleman oh that's, that man. That. Yeah,
2: that's okay that makes sense yeah
0: so mark coleman and if you're listening to this and you know where that quote came from or the video please send that to, yeah. to me or let us know i would love to see that i could be on a shirt dude i did like 30 minutes of digging and i just could not find where this quote came from so it's a myth if you know let us know um okay
2: not a great start. 0 for 2. <laughs>
0: this is not good.
2: <laughs> as long as one of us get one, it could be... <laughs> Woo!
0: Okay. I think I feel confident in you guys on this one. This fighter told a reporter, I feel like you instigate fights quite a bit. I mean, that's your job. But where I come from, you know, people like that get slapped. Both of them go to the boards pretty quick here. Both seem confident in their face. This is definitely the easiest wait, 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 wait. one. Oh, Brandon's second-guessing himself. He's re-racing. Now he's re-riding hey, really hey, fast. Hey. Flip him. Let's see. Brandon says Nick Diaz. John says Nate Diaz. Who is it? Which one? It is Nick Diaz. Yes. Brandon's on the board. We had Nate Diaz last time. So Here's like, the clip. Something against me? Do you not like me, Nick?
2: I, I feel like you instigate fights quite a bit, but, uh, you know, that's... Fights between the fighters? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's your, that's your job, but where I come from, you know,
0: people like that get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, here wow. we go for all the marbles. Brandon, all you have to do is guess this last one right, and you are a winner. Pressure is on, my
1: friend. Or hope that he doesn't get it.
0: Or hope that he doesn't get it. That is a good point. But if you guess it right, it doesn't matter. Fair enough. Let's go for the win here. Yeah. Okay. This fighter's (laughs) opponent was talking about self-belief to overcome obstacles, to which this fighter responded, sounds like the worst self-help book you've ever read. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the fuck up. This is fairly recent, like within the last couple years. Sounds like the worst self-help book you've ever read. Conceive, achieve, believe. Shut the f up. Both of them.
1: I, it's almost neither. like a tip on the. Tip I think of John just got it.
0: John just got. I think I just saw the light bulb go off. And John, if you guys, if you guys tie here,
1: <laughs> I don't feel great. Brandon, do you even I have? Do, a guess? I don't even have a guess. All
0: right, okay. Let's see if John's gonna tie it. No, no. John said Cody no love garbrandt that is not the answer the answer was michael bisping to luke Roddle.
2: rock hold. if you believe in something if you know something is going to happen if you're confident in that situation you will achieve things in life that's how you overcome things that's how you put yourself out there you believe it and you achieve it and that's what i do i know what i'm gonna do i know that i'm better than this sounds
1: same. like i know that song i'm gonna knock him out you've ever read. conceive believe achieve shut the fuck up. <laughs> love
0: it. Uh, well, this game uh um, or no, Brandon wins. Yeah, wins. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay.
1: Jeez. Brandon. Give me my W. Sorry, man. 2-0. 2-0 right now in games. 2-0. John just John
0: just wrote Apple podcast reviews five stars leave for a few. <laughs> uh,
1: I was a little surprised you didn't have the one of the quotes that Dana had from one of the Ultimate Fighter seasons when like there was I don't even know what season it was, but there was a guy on there that everyone hated even Dana. And he was like, listen, you know what this guy wants? He wants me to just kick him off so I can say that he was that bad. He's like, "But you know what you need to do? You need to beat him off. And that was the quote because he was like, that, <laughs> that sounded bad, didn't I it? I don't remember that. You don't remember man. that? I'm definitely oh, going to look that up. Oh, that now. was hilarious. You guys should look that up.
0: <laughs> it's so funny. Well, then, like, there's, like, the Vanderlei one where I can't remember after one of Chuck's fights, he got in the cage, and he's like, I want to fuck Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to fuck him up. Like, 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 because I apologize for the early F-bombs, folks. Uh, yeah. We're just quoting here. No big deal. I probably would have won
2: if you would have hit with, like, a looking for
0: the take of him down. Looking for the take of him down, the J- Junior Dos Santos. Or
2: get in the shower and step in a family full of Jensen. <laughs> yeah. I would have got that one. So
1: I'm not mad at you
0: missing the Nick or Nate Diaz. I mean
1: – I had Nate Diaz written down, and then I was like, wait, he had Nate last time, so this is probably Nick. It's
0: tough, it's a tough one. Yeah. Well, there it is. Uh, John, since you lost, let everybody know before we get into our recap what we need them to do for us each and
2: every week. Luckily, I wrote it down and showed them. So even if they don't hear it, they can read it. But we need you to get on Apple Podcasts. We need you to give us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. We'll read it. We like doing that. You guys should do that. It helps us out a lot. Even if you don't want to listen to all the episodes, just give us that. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeart. We're on a lot of places. You can go to our Instagram, Neon Belly Podcast. We have the link tree to get you the links to all those places. So do those. Things follow us. We like to interact. Also dropped a Matt talk last week this past Wednesday with
0: Coliseum combat promoter Mark Slater. It's doing very well. So if you're listening, you might have already listened to it. But if you find this and you haven't, go back and check that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really, really cool interview. Um, And we have more coming very soon. Yes, sir. We can assure you that. Boys, let's get into this past Saturday's UFC fight night. Sean Strickland in our main event defeating Jack Hermanson via split decision. Um, that's five in a row now for Strickland.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, thoughts on this fight? Because I definitely disagreed with the split decision. We can start there. Um, I thought it was unanimous. 3-2, possibly even 1-4. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like if you wanted to give Hermanson maybe the fifth round for aggression, I would be okay with that. I thought, I thought he definitely won the first round. But even if you look at the scorecards, one judge gave him the first round, uh, Hermanson. One judge gave Hermanson the third round, mm-hmm. which I felt like... Second for, or second and third round were Strickland's most dominant. Hermanson came out pretty aggressive in the fourth round. So, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, and then Saudi D'Amato, man, this guy. Gotta go. He's just, it's getting bad with him, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said last night, he's been around for a long time, which you would think the experience could play into like some better judgments on fights. But, you know, sometimes maybe you've just been it's around too bones, long. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go because I don't know where you give Jack Hermanson that fight. So I'll let you guys expand on that.
1: Um yeah I thought it was an unanimous decision as well I didn't agree with the split that was pretty surprising. Um, I thought Strickland's post fight, or not post fight, but his interview was interesting too, where he was calling it like he said he was fighting like a bitch and he said he wasn't really, you know, pulling the trigger. And the whole time I was watching that fight, I was kinda thinking too, like, okay, Strickland looks good, he's got a nice jab, but I don't I'm not seeing anything that makes me think, okay, this guy's gonna beat Adesanya, This guy's mm-hmm. gonna, you know, beat the cannoneers or mm-hmm. or you know, those guys. Like he looked good, it was a good performance, but honestly for me it was almost a more of a display at a lack of Hermanson's wrestling abilities, and his his he wasn't a great striker in that exchange. And it, it, that's credit to Strickland there. Strickland's a good striker. He's got a great jab. Mm-hmm. Fundamentals are good, but again, I just don't... I don't know that I see him t- t- taking out a top guy from there, you know, after Hermanson in the top three, let's say.
0: See, I think more than being a lack of Hermanson's takedown skills, I think it was more of Strickland's takedown defense. He defended mm-hmm. all six of Hermanson's takedowns, and, you know, going into it last week, you know, we thought, especially from a defensive standpoint for – Strickland, he would struggle if or uh, for Strickland if Hermanson got him on his on the cage that he would probably be able to take him down at will. Hermanson stuffed mm-hmm. or uh, gosh, I keep getting them mixed up. <laughs> Strickland stuffed all his takedowns from the middle of the octagon, which weren't great. We had talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that's going to take you down from the middle. He's going to have to push him back, get him on the cage. But he did, and every time he did, Strickland looked great, shoving the head. I think there was one time in like the third or fourth round, he was literally just like standing there, like mm-hmm. super nonchalant, just holding Jack's head, and Jack was working for that takedown. And,
1: and, and perhaps. So that's credit to Strickland there, right? Just making her Manson look a little yep. a little juvenile with the wrestling. But at the same time, I lo- I watched those attempts, and I'm just like, man, he didn't switch off to a double one time. Yeah. He was hanging on the leg. and yeah. It was just, yeah, yeah, it was rough. Well, that's
2: not his thing either. You know, we talked about it last week with him being more Greco, more upper body takedown type of thing. And I think, um, you know, you've seen Francis's evolution in his wrestling. <clears throat> so evidently, Extremes made a big push for that. So Strickland being there, probably he paid off for some of that. But I thought you know i i definitely thought that the decision the split was bad but not to say that this is this gives would give jack my win but it seemed like Sean just did not want to like go forward and finish this fight. Mm-hmm. Jack was bringing him the fight the whole time. It was it wasn't good. He was missing all these punches and he was eating these jabs. But Jack kept running forward, throwing weird punches, trying everything he could. Yeah. And maybe a judge just felt weird about Sean just kind of being okay with skating around and just jabbing him and yeah. just doing submission defense. Because I said it in the in our group chat. Like I didn't feel he had that killer instinct. Like he mm-hmm. was just cool with. He threw a couple big rights, but he never really tried to put it on Jack. He was kind of more cool with just his he has really good strike defense less the least hit fighter and in ufc history history yeah. yeah um but that being said he wasn't taking a lot of big chances and i thought he would land some bit when he put two or three punches together he mm-hmm. was landing some good stuff and he he ate a lot of leg kicks too and if you look at like some of these guys up you've seen what cannoneer can do with one leg kick two leg kicks obviously Izzy, that's a big part of his game so like there is parts of that that i thought were interesting and i thought his post fight about kind of everything getting into his head. It was reminiscent of like Derek Lewis where he's like, Oh, this is just too big of a moment for me. Mm -hmm. I struggled. And I think with somebody like Sean Strickland, who is so chaotic, the fact that this kind of gets to him, it makes you wonder what happens as he goes up. Cause opportunities are only going to get bigger. but
0: but expanding more on that. So his fight was up this, his contracts up this fight as of Mm -hmm. right now, he's out of contract technically. Um, gave no indication that he's not going to re-sign. But, you know, he said he had a lot of people in his ear like, hey, you win this fight, you're going to get a title shot, you're going to get this new contract, your pay is going to go up. So I don't see a problem with him being open and honest about, like, Hey, that just kind of made me a little nervous. Like I'm not, you know, he Mm -hmm. was very honest. Like everything you're saying is pretty much almost echoing. I mean, he was very critical. Like Brandon said, you know, he said he felt like a pansy and, you know, he just wasn't happy with his overall performance, Mm -hmm. but giving him some credit is I could see where I don't think it was necessarily that the moment was too big and that it was a main event or he's moving up the ladder. But when you're talking money, careers, you know, con, Mm -hmm. you know, you're basically fighting for a new contract I could see where you could go in there, and like I just don't want to lose. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No,
2: I don't blame him. I'm just saying, as you get up, as you move up, because he only can fight up from here. There's no, right? You know, there's no more. I mean, and Hermanson is not a gimme at all. So there's no more like, oh, we'll see if this guy's a real deal. Every fight from now on is against real deal guys, um, for sure, for sure. So it'll just be interesting to see how you know once he does get the. Because I don't think he gets the title shot next. I think he has to fight like a Vitoria or like a Costa or somebody. And how does he do in those if these were tough when you talk about the whole title implications?
1: Skill-wise, do you guys think he gives, just rattle off some names, Adesanya, Whitaker, Vittori, Cannoneer problems?
0: I, yeah, I do. Um, you know, he he said in his post-fight that um, he thinks he could beat, he, well, he said he thinks Izzy's going to beat Whitaker, and then he said he thinks he's a, a really good matchup for Izzy. And I think it is kind of interesting. Well, I think because it's what we see him do, it's I understand he's not me, and we said it once again last week. He's not great at anything, but he's so good at the small, fine details, or just being technical, and um, just the fundamentals. He knows he knows the box that he can perform well in. And since he's moved to middleweight, we haven't seen anybody we, figure that out. We, Her, keep,
1: we keep saying that, though, right? He's good at the fundamentals. What do you mean by that? Like a good jab, just good head good jabs, movement? Yes, good head movement. He, he's You're always going to beat Izzy with a jab and good head movement. I mean, movement,
0: but who, he's the least hit middleweight in UFC history. Okay. I mean, so it's tough to—I'm not saying Izzy can't hit him. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. I understand It's there's levels to this. I get it. But I think it presents a different problem when, you know, like they were talking about is he's just getting out of the way. He has such a good understanding of distance management and where he's at against somebody else that, you know, yeah, he's not knocking guys out, but he also understands that he doesn't really have to either. Because until somebody can kind of figure out this – because he pressure – it's. Five mm-hmm. rounds of just grueling pace, grueling pressure. I mean, he comes forward a lot. There was moments in that fight where he did coast a little bit, I
1: think. I think most of that fight, like John said, it was Jack coming with the pressure, and it was and it was Strickland who was piecing him up. And to his credit, again, piecing him up, yeah. evading strikes. But he wasn't given the – part of that could have been just the moment. I get it, but still.
0: I don't think it's the moment. I just still think the what, contract whatever he was stuff, saying. Yeah, with I think I just think it was head. more the contract of like that would be a lot of pressure. You know, if if you've never been in the spot of, hey, I'm actually like a contender who's about, about to sign a new contract. Like, there, this could be the difference of like mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of dollars, win or lose. You know what I mean? So
2: well, I, and I only said that to say that we've seen guys who once something gets in their head, it gets a little tough for them to be the same guy. You know, whether it's—I don't think
0: he didn't look like the same guy though. I think, I mean, if you go watch his fight against Uriah Hall, it wasn't that much different. I would say maybe against Hall, he was more forward pressure. Yeah, he had a lot of damage. Yeah, he came forward a little bit more, and I thought especially against a. A guy like Hermanson, he might have came forward, tried to put him on the back foot a little bit more mm-hmm. than he did, Um, and yeah, there was a couple moments, but I still, he still did what he does to yeah. everybody. I mean, I, I just didn't see that much of a discrepancy, other than maybe the finishing killer instincts when there was a couple times he did crack Hermanson pretty yeah. hard and probably could have went in a little bit more aggressively for the finish.
2: The only time he did that was 12 seconds left, where he's throwing right here. Yeah, it's like <laughs> just a weird time to do it because this dude's tired. He's throwing. 150 punches and none of them have landed and now he's trying to trying to get this guy to come box in a phone booth with you but and like i said you know when we get to the top of these guys some some things are you can't allow certain guys to do to you and some of the he didn't take a lot, but Jack was able to land some things that if some of these higher guys land, it might not be the same. So it'll just be interesting to see if he can refocus and then get back to being forward because when you backtrack like that, some of these guys you're not going to be able to just jab because their head's not going to be there. These Whitakers and Adesanya, these guys get out the way and they push forward too. So it'll just be interesting to see how post getting this contract figured out how, you know, how locked in he is.
0: Yeah, Dana said earlier this week that the winner was probably one more fight away from the title. Um between Hermanson and Strickland. Yeah, I did
2: see he said that him and Marvin are really close and he'd only do it for big money.
1: Yeah, so. well,
0: they said they would fight each other. They're, they're like really good friends, but he said they understand where they're at in the division. They would fight each other. I, I think that's a logical next fight. You mm-hmm. know, we got a big middleweight fight. We can kind of tie this in later when we get to that, you know, this weekend, a big, you know, contender fight, I guess mm-hmm. I should say, um, outside of the, obviously, title fight. Um, but... I like the Vittori fight for Strickland. I really do. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're willing to fight each other and can put their, you know, friendship aside or something like that, because it does seem like Costa's moving up um, to 205.
2: We haven't really heard much Mm -hmm. about that. Did Um, you see his last quote? No. He said, the only thing I want to do is fight Marvin Vittori. Outside of that, I don't want to fight.
0: Well, then he's not going to I mean, Dana, (laughs) that's basically what Dana said. Like, Dana was like, dude, it's 205 or nothing. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, that's your boss.
2: He's doing his weird... It doesn't matter what you say. I'm going to say what I say stuff. So. Good luck with that. Right. <laughs> good yeah. luck with that. Uh, but,
0: yeah, so, and good, you know, kind of just to give Hermanson a little shine, too. I mean, fought a good fight. I mean, I thought, like I said, especially in the fourth and fifth round, he, he knew he was down. I think he really went for it, um, mm-hmm. was pushing the pressure, got a little wild in those exchanges, and Strickland was a little, you know, kind of able to capitalize on some of those big looping shots, just coming down mm-hmm. the middle with more um, would have liked to see Hermanson finish some of those takedowns, but I don't want to take away from Strickland's defense either. I think it was just that good. I don't think yeah. it's that Hermanson didn't really do much wrong. I just I think he fought the fight he needed to fight. It's just I just think Strickland's a really good fighter, and I think yeah, real it's, tough. He's just so tough, and I just think it. He's just so unassuming
2: mm-hmm. when you see
0: his performances, but man, he gives guys a lot of problems.
2: Yeah, it seemed like Jack got his leg. Picked up in between his legs like three, four times, and yeah. just was a- never able to swing anything out or get him off balance right. enough to finish the takedown. So if you're Jack, you know you know your advantage on the ground, but yeah. know, we've seen this a lot. There's a lot of really good jujitsu <laughs> guys in the UFC, but not all of them can get to their jujitsu. And I think when you talk about like um, who who else is like that, Ryan Hall or somebody <clears> like that, where <clears> it's <throat> like if you had the takedowns, you probably beat everybody, but you just got to get be able to get to there. In our co
0: main event, boys, Nick Maximov defeated Punalele Soriano via split decision, another split decision. Um, Maximov now moves to 8 0, um, looking like a contender. Um, Excuse me, the whole fight seemed like this weird sequence on repeat. Mm -hmm. Soriano would land a big shot, win the striking exchange. Maximov would shoot, level change. Soriano would sprawl, kind of look to cut the corner, you know, hit a switch, sit out for like a switch or something, um, and then kind of land a couple big shots from the top, maybe to the body or whatever. Um, Then Maximov kind of would hold on to that single. They'd work their way up. Maximov to the back. Soriano would break the hands, they'd re- and then it'd reset. And then mm-hmm. it just kind of like, it seemed like a cycle of that for like two straight rounds. And then in that third round, uh, Maximov uh, hit, goes for, a, um, I don't remember if it was a single or kind of like a double, but um, uh, Soriano kind of sat out for like another sway with his leg. Something mm-hmm. definitely seemed to tweak there yeah. in his the mm-hmm. knee uh, instantly and kind of spent the last of that third round, uh, which was Maximo's most dominant. You know, I saw some people thinking that could have been like a 10-7 round. Um, but it was a very dominant round and I think ultimately did win him this fight. I'll be honest. I don't know. Like if, if, if Puna Lele would have won that fight, I wouldn't have been too shocked though. Because Mm -hmm. I think from Maximov, there was a lot of takedowns, but you know, we've talked about this on the pod too, where it's like, at what point though is he's just taking, like I told you guys last night. I don't mind guys that are relentless with the wrestling. One, like we talked about with Maximo. He's so good at chaining things together and going mm-hmm. off certain things. But there was no finishing instincts. Other than that moment where he was kind of on Punalele's back for a minute. Mm-hmm. No attempts to finish that fight. You know what I mean? He just seemed real content with just trying to hold him down or hold position. That's where I have problems. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. even throwing punches. Yeah, it wasn't
2: even any he, he was
0: just hard. trying to hold him. And like to me that's where you could take points for timidity. You know what I mean? Like like there's just that. There was like one of those moments where it was just like – not saying this needs stood up, but who was doing the most damage? If Punalele got in a position on the top where he can, I mean, he was ripping shots to his body. Yeah, in and and that like third that.
2: round when he ended up started, he ended up being able to get back to kind of like a more of a... on his hip. He started throwing a lot of big yeah. body shots, and there was like nine of them. You heard him smacking, smacking. Yeah. That's yeah. more damage than Maximov did the whole yeah, third round. That's what I'm saying. He he was just so, especially in that
0: third round, like. It was very dominant, but he was just so content just to hold Soriano down. There was Mm -hmm. no To me, I didn't see any intent to finish.
1: So my issue with that is I felt the same way about the Strickland fight. Majority of that fight was him popping out a jab, which, Mm -hmm. sure, that's strikes. That's offense. But where's that instinct to finish? Like, granted, people look at striking different than they do wrestling. I understand that. Well, because it's more 50-50. What is? Striking
0: like you're both kind of in a neutral position there as to where if Maximov is on top of Punalele it's it's Soriano's job to get up I agree mm. but it's I think it's Maximov's job at the same time to not just hold him there but to try to finish the fight in some sense
1: well I think there's a lot more to it though than just landing big strikes to finish I mean there's an advance there's I mean, advanced, but there's advancing position there sure. there's trying cuz at the same time P- Puliana, Puna Lele. Puna Lele. You can just he's call him Puna. I think Puna. that's his like nickname. Yeah, that's his nickname Puna. Puna is trying to get up. Right, he's trying to get out. He's trying to recover guard. He's trying to reverse. So it's not like Maximov is just chilling to chill. I mean, as I like as much was, as it looks, but as much as it looks static, <laughs> yeah. he's got to do something to yeah. hold him right. But I think this this to me is an example of people who just have a little bit of a bias towards wrestling in the sense that it's boring when you compare it to a striking match because I thought the Strickland fight was just as boring uh, as the Maxie yeah, fight.
2: Well, I think another thing we have to look at at some point. I remember the I didn't I don't have the numbers for it, but. They were saying that as many takedowns as Maximov has, he doesn't have as much control. He doesn't have very much control right. time because he was getting out of these, He's just getting holding back on to like a single, and then he was holding on to a single. He didn't yeah. hold him to the mat as long because he was getting, you know, there was transitions, there was reversals, there was a lot of. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't as dominant as as Jack not being able to land any punches yeah. and Strickland constantly
1: landing them. But a lot of those single legs had had him like kind of doing the splits and it wasn't quite a takedown. Yeah. But like if we get into the wrestling yeah. dictionary, like some of these are kind of takedowns and aren't in MMA. Sure.
0: And, and right. Well, and I know like Kiesa was kind of and, and fairly a little critical of like Soriano and the point of like, okay, if you know that sitting to the corner or trying to hit a switch isn't working, like he was like at some point I would have liked to see Soriano try to get your hips back, break the grip, you know, because he was kind of allowing – uh, Maximov to hold that those single legs and get in those like kind of awkward positions mm-hmm. where he's like kind of sitting in a split th- yeah, thing. Like this. yeah, it was just but it was just <clears throat> weird how the whole fight up until he hurt his knee I, I haven't read or seen anything about if he's torn AC Yeah, I mean it yeah, seemed he like was grimacing something time. bad happened right there But it was just this weird sequence of like over and over the same thing mm-hmm. um, But I did think Soriano was striking I think he was getting the better of all the striking which Led to which we saw in Maximo's last fight leads to some desperate shots, um, and Soriano yeah, the, just didn't make him pay the, like the, I thought. The shots were all
1: ugly. Like I remember <laughs> yeah. you saying that. I yeah. remember watching this fight. Like jeez, those were all really. So ugly and shots. I thought
0: Soriano, I really thought he would have made him pay, but I think. Which he's a wrestler, and maybe he was more in his head instinctually, like, I just got to not get taken. Like, he was more concerned about not
1: mm-hmm. taking down, well, you know, or falling. In or, the first round, he yeah. had his back taken too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe that was in there for too. a while.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think as he moves up, Maximov is going to have to some of these guys will make him pay yeah. in a really big way. Yeah, he's going to have to fix and, this. And some of these guys, jujitsu is different too, or some of these situations you're laying in are not going to get you in as good positions as you thought. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens as he moves up. In the first round, he did land a couple punches to make it maybe a little bit more even for him. Yeah, you're right. But outside that. of that, it he was eating those big lefts and then yeah. eventually able to just shoot for a really ugly takedown. And against some of these guys, like you imagine him trying that on like a cannoneer who if he's just standing over you throwing punches, you're not just going to eat him and hold on to a leg. Those body punches are... It would be really, really bad from some of these guys,
0: yeah, and I don't and and for the record, I don't want to say like it's not that I'm anti rat like because I <laughs> was really impressed with how Maximo was able to like once again chain stuff together and and control and retain position and and keep Soriano down. It's just at some point, I just felt like there was a couple opportunities to kind of go for the kill, and he just didn't he didn't go for it. yeah, I, I think he more- just is where as like Soriano didn't want to get taken down. I think Maximo didn't really want the – like, he didn't want Soriano to get up, I think, yeah. because he knew he didn't have much for him in the striking. So
2: Yeah, not having the, any type of ground and pound like that, Not mm. outside of the taking the back, he really didn't go for a lot of submission. So it just doesn't mm. seem – I don't know, it just seems like when like your little brother tries to fight you and you just hold him down like, yeah. calm down, boy.
0: Yeah, and still just cannot get over the Diaz, <sighs> Maximo, parallel, like – they're like the same person. He's like, come on. That dude, his last name's Diaz, right? Like,
2: yeah. <laughs> What would you like to do next? I don't Definitely. know. First of all, I just want to thank... Shout out 209 <laughs> Stockton.
1: Looking for Nick, that after party. Nick Diaz army. <laughs> like, like, go di- very different fighters. Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. For sure. But yeah, personality-wise, for sure.
0: And, I mean, being with those guys, you know, I don't really... <laughs> Like, I sent you guys that video that Nick po- or Nate posted on his YouTube of them mm-hmm. training for Maximo's <laughs> camp. It, well, it's funny, right? Because they're all just kind of like off in their own corner, like hitting bags. Then it's like, all right, now let's fight. <laughs> and like, like, I don't really know how much of it's like training and coaching as opposed to like, we're just going to get in here and bang and get better. Yeah. It's like the oh, you know, Ortega I mean,
2: on the Ultimate Fighter taking off the puffs. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. Was, or put your puffs on, we're soaring. I was just dying laughing because I'm like, Like, I don't see much coaching or training. This is like, all of them are like, one's hitting like an aqua bag. And (laughs) like, like you got Chris Alvea over there doing like a speed bag. And Mm. like, it's just like everybody does their own thing and then they just come together and spar. (laughs)
1: That's that's what I expect. I mean, it works, I guess. Some
0: some guys have success. Uh, Boys, moving down the card. I think we got another one here, boys.
2: Yeah.
0: Shavkat Rachmanov defeats Carlson Harris via knockout round one. Uh, Rachmanov lands a beautiful spinning heel kick, drops Harris, follows it up with some big shots, moves to 15 and O in his career with a 100% finish rate boys in all of his fights, eight knockouts, seven submissions. So he's super well-rounded. Um, only one of his fights have you ever been past two rounds, which in 15 fights is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you guys. Last night, he gives me major Hamzat Shimaya vibes this early in his career. Um, and actually, on the post-fight show, I heard them talk about it. And I think it was Kiesa said, mm-hmm. if you go through and you understand some of the guys that um, Shavkat's fought mm-hmm. and compare him to who Hamzat's fought, Shavkat has fought the tougher opponents thus far. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm personally more impressed with what Rahmanov has done than Hamzat early on this in this, which I thought was very interesting because yeah, that does say a lot. Cause you know, some of these like hard, you know, these smaller guys that maybe are more regional. We don't know them, but you Mm -hmm. know, fighters know these guys. Um, I think the only problem for Shavkat right now is he is in a division that Hamzat's currently calling home. Um, and Hamzat's a problem. I mean, he's just, I mean, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but, um, I think if there's one thing right now that, kind of gives me some pause on Shavkat is that there's a chance eventually he's going to have to fight uh, the wolf, Hamza. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I think they also, I think uh, Chess also said that if he had the mic skills that Hamza has, there's point. a good chance that yeah. he's moved he's, up to. Cause, I mean, he's beat like Cowboy Oliveira. Mm-hmm. He's beat some good guys. And then he's, the way he's doing it obviously finishes. Yes. Uh, and clean. <clears throat> I mean, the technique he does, it's, it doesn't look flashy until no. you see the slow and It's, it's like everything's just real tight and precise. Yeah. And uh yeah no I, I was
0: really when they showed the the wheel kick in slow mo I was impressed at how like fast he threw that thing man
2: chambered like, it real quick it's crazy wow. yeah, yeah he's, he's different yeah I, I seen um did he did he call somebody out I think he called Michelle Pieta I was going to get to that yeah it's good fight yeah,
0: yeah so boy. yeah so and I've been really big on Pier- I mean Michelle's because, you know, he does deserve a ranked opponent now. I mean, he's 15-0, and 100%. Like, what are we waiting on here? Right. You know what I mean? Like, same thing with Hamzat. Let's get the ball rolling. He's mm-hmm. ready. Um, you know, Michelle. he's on, like, a seven-fight win streak right now. He's a fun fighter, flashy guy that's going to stand with him probably. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it would be up to, you know, Rachmanov to decide if he wants to play that game, take him down. Use I mean, he has... Seven submission finishes. Yeah, he had so a great
1: Uchimana in that fight. I mean, right Gosh, off the dude. cage. So.
0: I mean, what do you do against a guy like that?
2: <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. I think what he needs is a manager. He needs a mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that that translator he had was terrible. Yeah. The <laughs> fact he, that he didn't do him any favors. Yeah, no.
2: There, there was a <laughs>
0: who is. Um, uh, Davidson, Figueredo, his manager, that's who he needs. Oh, he starts yeah. starts with like a Mussolini or yeah, something Yeah, the like dude that. who's
2: uh, Paul Acosta's manager, He's too. like a Paul Heyman. It's yeah. hilarious. Like, he's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, you, you got to have somebody like that. At this point, and I think we've kind of learned that, is like a lot of guys talk themselves into situations, no matter how good they are. Yeah. And I think this is one where if he could get somebody to be a mouth for him, yeah, he could move up pretty quick. Because like I said, he's, he's finishing people. You know, it, it'll be really interesting some of these matchups he has moving forward. Folks.
0: Shavkat Rachmanov remember the name get on the train now (laughs) It's leaving the station boys
1: Mm -hmm. find a rookie card somewhere find a rookie card now (laughs) I'm I'm gonna be that's
0: what I said. I'm gonna be looking on panini for those panini nows Uh, (laughs) I need that rookie card this week Uh, Next fight boys Brendan Allen defeating smiling Sam Alvey via submission rear naked choke in round two Um, Allen took this fight on Tuesday of last week only four days notice, but respect to Sam Alvey who was originally supposed to fight Ian Heinisch? Then a few weeks ago, Heinisch drops out, Phil Haas steps in, um, and then Tuesday, Haas falls out, Brendan Allen steps in. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody would have faulted Sam Alvey, who was essentially fighting for his UFC career um, this past Saturday, if he would have said no. I mean, I think he had every reason to kind of say, like, Hey guys, like I think you know, I need a win. Like maybe yeah. a, a guy on two weeks' notice. This young killer, um, or two couple days' notice, isn't isn't the most ideal. Um, he's now uh, winless in eight UFC consecutive fights. Uh, that is the record for most consecutive uh, fights without a win in UFC history. I do expect Sam Alvey to probably be moving on from the organization now. Um, Really, like like I told you guys, like I, I kind of felt bad afterwards because like, I mm-hmm. like Sam Alvey. I think he's a, probably a pretty good dude. Um, he looked good in the first round. He did look great, man. <laughs> he was catching Allen with some big shots. You can mm-hmm. tell he's a powerful dude, but, you know, ultimately, I think once Brendan Allen kind of calmed down a little bit and settled into the fight in that second round, he just took it over.
2: Yeah. Well, and I mean, trying to get... I imagine trying to get up for a fight on, you know, three, four days is definitely really tough. And these yeah. guys have been training to peak and yeah. stuff like that. So it probably did take him a minute to, yeah. to really get into the fight. But yeah, that just
0: sucks because it's like, man, you know you know if you lose you're probably done like the fact that he's even still around is crazy i think it's just cuz he's such a likable guy he is a fan mm-hmm. favorite i mean he's got quite a big a good following yeah. um so to kind of go out probably i'm assuming i would hope i like sam Alvin, <laughs> but i'd hope this is it buddy like well if and <laughs> take I, on take on some different challenges
2: well not only that like we talk about it you know there's certain guys who get cut for losing two, three in a row. Yeah, yeah. And I I'm, I'm, I, imagine this has to do with how much Sam Alvey gets paid in comparison. Probably. Because, like, Tyron Woodley loses four. He's a former champion. Da-da-da-da. Yeah. This guy loses eight, but the, the pay is probably way different. He does have the,
0: I'm just here... I'm just glad I'm here vibe. So, yeah <laughs> they're probably giving him like like seventy dollars and you know he like gets some- like a thousand dollars in a dinner
2: <laughs> voucher at a hotel
0: oh uh, we we need to put some respect on somehow he's he's a legend man but been around for a while he's been around for a while he's won some good some big fights so he deserves some respect and and he went out a way that I don't think many people like I said I wouldn't have faulted him if he backs out
2: no and his losses aren't necessarily all bad I mean the first one that started I think was Noguera. he's fought some like tough people so it's not like he's just out there fighting Ryan Span, you know, some of these guys are really tough. So, boys, I'm going to
0: rifle through these last couple results. Brian Battle defeating uh Trajan Gore via unanimous decision. Um, those two were supposed to fight in the ultimate fighter finale. Mm-hmm. A great win by Battle. Wouldn't mind seeing Trajan drop down to welterweight. He was giving me like some Woodley vibes in there of like, I think he has the essentials, to tool, but he was a little gun shy. But I think it's because he just had such a hard time getting inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Brian Battle, did clip Battle a couple yeah. times. Battle had to battle back kind of in that yeah. fight. <laughs> I mean, his eye was completely swollen shut. Um, but I like Brian Battle, and I could see if if Trajan Gore, if there's any way he can get down to 70, because he's kind of a smaller guy, mm-hmm. um, I think he could really do some damage down there. Did
2: you see that weird interaction with Battle and Bisping in the post-fight? Uh-uh. Bisping had brought up his eye getting closed, and yeah. that, that battle said something along the lines of, hey, man, who needs another eye? Michael oh, Bisping yeah, he's like, yeah, tell me, yeah. I would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Julian, Juicy J, and Rosa, Defeating Steven Peterson via split decision. Great fight. One fight of the night. Uh, What a way to kick off the main card. I think could have gone either way, but I personally thought Peterson won this fight. Mm -hmm. At the end of it, I was convinced that uh, Steven Peterson had done enough. uh, None the win, or nonetheless, excuse me, great win for Juicy J. Arosa. Moving on. um, What a story that dude, man. He's been cut like twice, I think. and Mm -hmm. um, He's now gone like seven and one in his last eight. So... uh, what a comeback story for him.
2: Did you see that he got both 50Ks for fight of the night? Oh, because Peterson missed weight. Yeah, Whoa. Which is kind of, it, it's, it's weird because it's like, yeah, obviously, if Peterson doesn't that. show up and fight you hard, you don't even get yeah, fight of the night. But Peterson, mm, yeah. man. Have gotta they done that gotta make weight. Has that ever happened before? Gotta make No, weight. I've never seen that happen before. Gotta make
0: weight. Boys, and last but certainly not least, speaking of the hype train, let's get on it the chitty chitty bang bang whoo chitty inja defeating mark andre burial via knockout round one only 16 seconds um Whew. lands a big one two that sits down mark andre and follows it up uh for the finish that's the second fastest debut finish in ufc history third fastest in middleweight history mm. um this guy is super experienced yeah. Has a ton of Muay Thai fights. He's a jujitsu black belt. He's a middleweight. He has an 80 inch reach. 80 inch reach. That's almost yeah. John Jones' reach. Sign me up for the chitty, chitty, bang, bang train right now. Yeah.
2: That, the way the sound of it was just boop, boop.
0: It was just yeah. like, pat, pat. I mean, his, uh and for people that maybe the Injikawani, his brother, Ant, uh, was it Anthony Injikawani? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He fought in the UFC. Um, I think he had a little bit more success in, like, Force or yeah, Bellator. Yeah, once he came to the UFC, he kind of struggled a little bit. He actually just fought on the Eagle FC, I saw, mm, nice. last week and lost. Um, but his brother Chitty, this dude, I'm telling you, just like uh, Rachmanov, look out for Chitty and Jokawani this year because I'm hyped for that. 80-inch reach.
2: Yeah.
0: as a middleweight?
1: How long is Jones?
0: I think 83 yeah, or 84 83. and a half. He might be, like, 84 and a half, but somewhere in there. But that's crazy for a middleweight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: insane.
2: Has a, almost thirty fights, so that's definitely yeah, a good super
0: experienced. You know, a lot of a lot of pros this week sounding off that. Um you know he should have made it a long time ago to the UFCs, mm-hmm. and they were talking about some of the people he's beat on like the circuits, and like most of them are in the UFC now. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy if you go back through his re- I went through his record and see some of the people that he beat outside of the UFC. It doesn't look that much different than when if he like was in the UFC now. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. So he has experience, um, and I say with a quick finish like that, let's turn it around quick. Let's get him back in there, maybe uh, in like a month or two. I seen somebody
2: on Twitter said they want to see him against Alex Pereira.
0: No. Let's wait. Let's <laughs> chill. But this let's dude's chill. old, man. He let's can't let's chill, wait too John. long. John said Chris Curtis last night. I'm like,
2: let's chill for
0: a minute. I'm just Hold saying. Hold on. Give him If you're on the train, get on it, let's man. Let's give him one more. Let's give him one more that he should win at least. Let's have some fun with this. Um, uh, that is our fights from last night. Brandon, update us on our points before we move on to UFC 271.
1: Okay. So, had a couple split decisions. So, that kind of threw a wrench in things. I wasn't sure how that would work out. My twice. split decision...
0: Should be, you I got got Sal DiAmato. You can, never mind. Fair enough. I won't say
1: it. Um, Okay, so the current point standings, we have Nate with five. John, you have three. And I am finally on the board with two.
0: You got two for two maximum for the split. Maximum. For the maximum. Yeah, <laughs> if you would have got unanimous, then that just suck. Yeah. But who's ever going to be like, uh, I'll give me this guy by split? Yeah, decision. never, <laughs> no. like, never guess that. <laughs> you would have to like if ant- you
2: call that, you should get ten points. Yeah,
1: because
0: <laughs> <laughs> the chances well, is- well, you have to anticipate it's going to be just a war, right? Like that's kind of like maybe if you like look two guys like, hey, I could see somebody thinking this guy might like it's that close. Well, but. the
1: sucky thing too is with unanimous, unanimous decision, you don't get. I don't know. It's like you don't get a round. Right, because right. you're not picking That's around.
0: why we do two for the split or unanimous. Because right. if mm-hmm. not, if you just said decision and you get all three, well, that's not really fair. Right. You know, mm-hmm. if you just have to say decision, you get three points because you're only getting two out of three things right. So, yeah. boys, moving on. we got to get everybody set up because I'm hyped for this Saturday, February 12th, UFC 271 Big at time. the Honda Center in Houston, Tejas. Uh, quick fact about Houston. Um, it's actually illegal to sell Limburger cheese on a Sunday in should Houston, be. Texas. <laughs> I read something <laughs> that somebody said it should be illegal to sell Limburger cheese ever.
2: That makes me think of another, the movie you quoted earlier. Give them this, the high ah, stinky, stinky Limburger.
0: Limburger. Well, the thing is, uh, they said it's like one of those old laws from like back in the 1800s that they've just never taken off the books. So, and yeah, for Limburger cheese, who cares? If it was like ricotta, I'd riot, right? Or something, you know, like big
2: ricotta cheese guy. Oh, yeah. I love ricotta can't cheese. sell goat cheese. What,
0: yeah, goat cheese, <laughs> get out, mozzarella, get out of here. Mm. I'd move. Um, boys, our main event can't believe it's finally here. I feel like we've waited forever for mm-hmm. it. The rematch for the middleweight championship. Um the first fight between these oh israel adesana versus robert whitaker. Sorry if you didn't uh, know, if you didn't know uh, The first time these two fought for the title was october of 2019 that night went flawlessly for the champ Israel Adesanya, who won mm-hmm. via second round TKO. Uh, since that fight, Izzy has gone on to successfully defend the middleweight title three times. The last of which being a unanimous decision victory over Marvin Vittori in mm-hmm. July of last year. Uh, since the loss to Izzy in 2019, Whitaker has gone a perfect three and zero in his career. His last victory being over Kevin Gastelum in April of last year. Uh, boys, this is a highly, highly anticipated rematch. What are your thoughts on this fight?
1: So, for me, obviously, I think, uh, as with most rematches, it's kind of the question of who's made the bigger adjustments, Mm -hmm. who's going to be the better fighter compared to the last time. And for me, man, I think part of the issue for Izzy is he's, when he was kind of coming up, when he beat Whitaker, it was very fast rise for him, right? So, there was tape on him, for sure, but everyone was very memorized by, you know, the guy coming up. Mm -hmm. And now there's some tape. I think especially with the Jan fight and the few, you know, even the Vittori fight got taken down a couple times. I feel like Whitaker kind of has... You should have an advantage going into this because there's that tape, right? There's kind of that precedent that's thought been that same set thing, yeah. um, of how to, you know. There's a way to beat Izzy. It's been done. We've seen it now, so we right. know he's we know he's human. So the question then is, right? As Whitaker made those adjustments.
2: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's interesting. I, I'd have to see. I, I do. Obviously, there is a way to to negate him but I haven't seen it happen at middleweight Mm -hmm. as far as being able to hold him and control him and we do know how much bigger Jan was than Izzy in that fight yeah that same size difference doesn't happen here
0: yeah not in like length and height but just in mass
2: yeah for sure just I mean I'm being able to hold him down I imagine Jan was probably well into the you know 220 range or something during fight night yeah and I think you know I do think that he's going to try to do wrestling, but Whitaker hasn't really done a lot of wrestling in his fights. This last fight was the most takedowns he's ever even attempted. Which I thought was a... Well, no, he's attempted more against Till. I'm
0: going to tell you why I think it's important, but go ahead.
2: He tried 13 takedowns against Till and only landed two. He, did, he was four for seven against Gaslam. Outside of that, it's 0 for 1, 1 for 1.
0: I mean, that's a big—I think that's the significant change. You know, Brandon's talking about who's made the most improvements, and I think that's a huge—that's a big thing for Whitaker.
2: It's an add, but who's to say in, in the three fights that he's added wrestling, that that's just as much time as Izzy could have put toward defensive wrestling.
0: The only thing I thought, like when I thought about this fight, I came to the conclusion that I don't really know what Robert Whitaker has to do to win this fight because Izzy is so good. I mean, he's just so Mm -hmm. good, but I know what he can't do, and it's what he did in the last fight is come in with those big looping shots. Emotional. Because what happened was Izzy, and Izzy is so good at this, he's good at rolling with the punches, right? So every time Whitaker came in, he rolled, rolled, and then he was hitting him with that counter right every time, and it was just there. And that's how Whitaker came in every single time. In that fight, but one thing. So I went back. I watched the first fight. I watched Whitaker's last fight. I watched Izzy's last fight, and then I went and watched the Yon fight, and um to kind of see like how did Yon get Izzy down? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Most of the times he got him down was just the two times the main ones were um from the middle of the kit just leveled. He like one time he caught Izzy in like mid. Like combo and Izzy threw like a really long combo and he just level changed. I don't know if Whitaker can necessarily do that. Um, the other one Izzy was kind of playing actually, kind of came in was doing like a body thing and Jan just changed levels and blasted <laughs> through And mm-hmm. Once again, don't know if that's in Whitaker's uh, skill set. But one thing I thought was very interesting is Jan initiated a lot of clinching in that game via double underhooks. And if you go back to Whitaker's win that he just did, your four for seven right there, every single one of those except for one, which was actually a really nice uh, single, single leg, leg he even. snatched single leg Gastelum, was he got to double, he would get inside, and instead of trying to get loopy, he would go straight, straight, straight punches, double underhooks, mm-hmm. take him, and he freaking, I mean, he threw gasoline on his head a couple times with those double underhooks. And it's just interesting to see Jan, utilize that so well against Izzy to get inside kind of in a similar fashion get double underhooks put him against the cage mm-hmm. that's the only thing I will say right. um, in a case for Whitaker is if he can utilize that and if that's something he has like what Brandon said added to his game because I don't I mean I think Izzy's getting better I mean he's always going to get better but I don't really see an aspect yet that he's added to his game you know what I mean mm-hmm. I swear Whitaker is
1: definitely not guard Definitely. Yeah, no, definitely it's, not, not it's, not step that, it's not the
0: fish guard. Um, but I will say I do see in Whitaker's game an improvement there, at least.
2: Yeah, I think he's added it. Yeah. I just think it'll be because, you know, what we talk about a lot is when guys get hurt or get tired, they go with what they know. Yeah,
0: and it's definitely different to, to do it against a guy like Izzy. So right. I understand I,
2: that. And I think with Izzy, too, is I think the reason a lot of guys can't get to those takedowns or is great is because he, he invests in the leg kick so early. The guys don't have that same amount of movement or push.
0: Whittaker's got some nasty leg kicks, too, if he rips them.
2: Yeah. yeah. He landed a couple against Izzy. I just think mm-hmm. until somebody at middleweight is able to get Izzy to fight their fight, it's really tough to pick against them. Yeah. Is this the first rematch Izzy's had? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. No? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. No, yeah. Marvin.
0: Yeah, he did fight Marvin. Oh, he fought true. Marvin before he was champ. True. Yeah. yeah. Um, boys, uh, let's get to the picks before we move on. Uh, uh, Brandon, who are you taking in this one,
1: the main event? Whew, I'm taking Whitaker. Okay. Um, I think he's going to be able to implement the wrestling. I think his strikes look clean against Gastelum and, you know, the two fights before it. I think he's going to be a little more calm, composed. Um, I say he gets it done with a, I'll say safe. I'll go unanimous decision victory.
2: John. I'm going Izzy. I'm going uh, to say third round TKO. Dang, that was mine. I, I think. Uh, that was
0: exactly what I was going to
2: say. I, I think the way he just, because here's the thing. You can say that you're not going to be as emotional, but every izzy finds a way to get everybody to fight his fight I, man
0: i i don't think that is one thing too uh, i once again for whitaker um he was you could tell he was pissed off and that. like he came in and he was real stiff yeah. and real tight uh, early on in that fight and i don't think that's going to be the case this time i think he's just grown as a human too he's a lot mm-hmm. more like mellowed and calm he's talked about that too yeah. um and i i think izzy would be smart to try to rile him up this week going yeah. into the fight that would be a smart move um I do everything I just said about Whitaker is all things. I think he has to, I just don't know if he can do it because Mm -hmm. we have not seen it from Izzy or somebody do that to him at 85 yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So until we see it, I got to stick with Izzy. I think um, I I just think there's based off what we've seen recently Izzy's just it's Izzy man. Um, I was going to say third round TKO. I'll draw it out another round. I'll say fourth round TKO for the style bender boys moving into our co-main event. We have H-Town's very own The Black Beast, Derek Lewis, versus the Shoei King himself, Bam Bam, Tai Tuivasa. Uh, Last time Derek Lewis was in the Honda Center was August of last year where he lost via second-round TKO to Surreal Ghan for the interim title. Mm -hmm. He then had a bounce-back victory in his last fight over Chris Dacus in December, beating him by first-round knockout. Tuovasa comes into this fight on a four-fight win streak. His last fight was also in December, a second-round knockout win over Augusto Sakai. Um, I think this will definitely be Ty's biggest fight in what could be a pretty hostile environment. And I actually want to start there. Because I was thinking about this uh, leading up to this fight is, you know, Ty Tuavasa is always a fan favorite, right? When he fights, we usually see heavy crowd support for mm-hmm. Tuavasa. And obviously, he's fighting in Derek Lewis's hometown where he might get booed, right? Yeah. And that could affect him. It could be interesting to see how that affects him because he's not used to that. But I'm also not sure, so sure that he will be met with such hostility or boost for that matter. And if you think about it, you know, we just saw Lewis fight in the Honda Center. These fans just saw him in the Honda Center. It really didn't help him.
1: Mm-hmm. I was going to say, who, who last time he fought in Texas, who did it affect him or his opponent? It yeah. was seemed to be but Lewis. It took all the pressure, yeah. I
0: think, off of Surreal gone, and it was a very lackluster performance from Lewis. Um, so if you're a Houston fan base whose your last view of Lewis was, you know, in, it's fresh in your mind. It wasn't that great of a, a performance. Then you got this guy like Ty Tuovasa who's this young, up-and-coming, people love him, people want to mm-hmm. see him do the shoeie at the end. We might see kind of a 50 50 split here. And then you have to wonder would that affect Derek Lewis in return of like he's getting booed or maybe not, you know, maybe even just hearing when they announce tie in the cage and the crowd goes nuts, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just it just could be interesting. I think, yeah. I know that's a lot, but I do feel like the environment could play into this because it was supposed to play into Derek's favorite in the last favor in the last fight and it didn't Well, he
1: even said like the pressure got to him so yeah Yeah, it just went directly against him that's tough yeah
2: it'll be interesting to see removing the title from it what that does for Derek lewis too because i mean that's obviously just another added stressor so thoughts on the matchup itself for you guys though um are you surprised to see lewis
0: in his second kind of gatekeeper role uh since fighting for that interim title you know there's guys like stipe him and stipe have always talked about fighting each other and that fight's right there a little bit more you know he like i said He lost, but he just fought for an interim title. Mm -hmm. And now we've seen him in two consecutive kind of, like I said, these up and comer guys where not that they're putting him out there to lose. I don't think that, but, and I know he's a guy that has expressed, he wants to be active. He's a little older and knows he doesn't have much time. So that could play into it a little bit, but with a guy like Stipe, which maybe they're saving him for Jones, I don't know. But what do you guys think of the matchup itself?
2: I think Derek Lewis is the only top five heavyweight who's not trying to pick his fights. I think Stipe's talked about, oh, I don't want to fight. Oh, I only want the rematch. Da-da-da-da. Obviously, John Jones, you don't know. And Ghanu got the contract problem. Obviously, Surreal's already beat Derek Lewis. So there's not really a lot of guys up there who saying like i want to fight anybody and i think Derek lewis is in that just give me fights i just want to do three round fights i don't want five round fights like he's just in that i'll just just give me who you want and the and if you're the ufc because of all those guys being tied up and being kind of weird to book you need to get somebody if somebody beats Derek lewis now you have somebody for gone whereas right now you really don't have anybody like directly for him
1: I think the division needs it. I mean, I think they need to kind of push some of these younger guys mm-hmm. to get them in there because Lewis, older, Stipe, older, and Ghanu, older. Like, these guys, they're not going to be around too, too much longer, um, at least I don't I don't think. And so that being said, we, you know, we've got to get some people kind of up there fighting for against these bigger names to kind of see when, mm-hmm. you know, that transition is going to take place, mm-hmm. you know, new school. Kind of into old school. And I do think this
2: is a bad matchup for Tua, Vasa, to mm-hmm. be honest. I think when you've seen Tua Vasa fight like people who have like one punch knockout type power, he struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you look at like the JDS fight, that one was one where it's like he was doing everything he does, but he just fought somebody who with one punch can really change a fight. And I think Greg Hardy was really close to doing that. I mean, he hurt Tuavasa really bad, went in and obviously he got caught. I just think if you let Derek Lewis punch you like some of these other guys are able to hit you, you don't get a Chance to kind of rally. Yeah,
0: I think it could be interesting if Tuivasa has who has phenomenal leg kicks mm-hmm. starts firing those off early. But I do agree he does get drawn into the fire a little bit too much. And I put my money on Lewis landing before I would Tuivasa. The only thing is if he is a little bit more patient and does utilize his leg kicks because they are. Sicko mode For sure uh, Tuvasa also revealed He accepted this fight While he was blackout drunk So take that for what it is <laughs>
2: And I seen Derek Lewis said he, he likes Tuvasa too Yeah they so like this, each other so yeah, this, this build up's going to be funny Because I just imagine Them just joking the whole time And talk about oh, partying for sure. after
0: With that being said Brandon who you got
1: I'm taking some risks These time guys So I'm going to go with uh, Tuvasa I think he's going to be composed And I honestly think <clears throat> The way Lewis talked about the pressure getting to him last time, I think it's going to play into this one. You say all that, and then you're fighting in Texas again. It's like, is that still true? Like, does the, the crowd matter? So I'm taking it to you, Vasa. Um, I'll say definitely knockout, probably round two.
2: I'm going Derek Lewis round one knockout.
0: Yeah, I'm going Derek Lewis as well. I was I would say round one, but I'll just say round two for the sake of it. But yeah, I I, I, I I'm at least I'm hoping to see a little bit more comp, like for Lewis you've done it now right like mm-hmm. you're a veteran this is you should be you know it's okay to get caught up in the moment here and there you know for a first time but you know a little bit less pressure although I do think it could add some pressure as well so yeah. we'll see and
2: I, I think what he did to docus too man I, I felt like I'm not we all felt pretty high on Chris docus and the way he was able to handle that the only thing with the docus is docus was just so underside just that's Dacus, Aspinall, some of these
0: guys are the epitome, even a steep hay of, like, why we need that kind of in-between division of, yeah. like, 205 and, and heavyweight because that's just a lot of man to have yeah. in you and you weigh 230 pounds. Yeah, that's what I'm
2: saying. It's <laughs> I mean, there's not and a he, lot of guys that— He's he, cutting to
0: 265. Yeah, like, you know he's, what I he's mean?
2: weighing in at 264. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, boys, our last fight that we are going to feature on the main card, Derek Brunson versus Jared Cannoneer. Boys, Blond... Bron Bron Bron. Clip that later. <laughs> uh, blonde Brunson is coming into this fight in a, on a very impressive five-fight win streak. Five and 0 since going blonde. Uh, his last fight was a very... <laughs> You didn't like that statistic. I just love that we've
1: <laughs> talked about that since that started. So his just.
0: last fight was a very one-sided dominant victory over Darren Till via third round submission. On the other side, Jared Cannonier is a guy who since moving down to middleweight has looked like a very legit contender. Uh, he did get his hype derailed a little bit in a decision loss to Robert Whitaker, but which, in the he wins that fight, he's fighting Izzy. Right. To, uh, Saturday night and Whitaker's probably in this spot uh, But he bounced back in his last fight Beating Kelvin Gastelum by unanimous decision That's never an easy thing to do uh, Boys this to me is probably undoubtedly A number one contender match uh, I think whoever comes out of this uh, Successful will no doubt Be fighting the winner of Izzy Whitaker Unless you know if Izzy were to lose I think he would obviously get an immediate rematch In which case then I think you could look at Strickland mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> As a potential Opponent for one of these guys Um but yeah, what do you guys think? I think this is a this is a fun one. It's interesting. Yeah,
2: I think this is a. Um, it's funny because even like Strickland, like he basically said that if Cannoneer wins this, he deserves it. But he didn't say anything about Brunson, and I think Brunson is just this um, no respect. People just don't respect, which sure. is weird because obviously he's gone on this run. and He's beat some good guys. Um, but I think it's just because he doesn't have as much wow factor as the other like five, six guys at the top of middleweight. Yeah. He, you know, he's grinding guys out, he's using his wrestling, getting to submissions. Um, but it's just not as exciting as like Paula Costa or yeah. you. I mean, Marvin Vittori isn't necessarily super exciting, but he even just has like a personality that's just like he's, you know, he's real wiry mm-hmm. and hype. And then on Cannonier's side, you know, he's. <sighs> You know, three finishes in a row. He loses a, a really tough fight with Whitaker. Whitaker was really on a different level and then steps back up with Gastelum. He, you know, he's finished Jack Hermanson, David Branch, so... Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva by yeah. the injury. Um, Old Anderson Silva. Uh, yeah. you no, know, and he's fought from heavyweight all the way up through light heavyweight, so he's... You know he has a lot, a lot of power. I, I like Cannoneer in this one. I think that Brunson is really tough, but I think if you let – is just one of those guys you just can't let hit you or get off early because if he hurts you and kind of stifles your game a little bit, it's kind of easy picking for him. So I got Jared Cannoneer in this what, one. What round? I'm going to say – um How or how? I'm going to say by decision. I think Brunson's really tough, and I think he can eat some stuff, but I think Cannoneer just has a lot of power, and I just like guys with that X factor like that.
1: Styles make fights. Um, I think that Brunson, I think Brunson, if he can implement the wrestling, I think he wins this fight. I, the one fight I didn't get back to go watch that I wanted to was the Cannoneer-Whitaker fight. I think Whitaker wrestled pretty well in that fight. I remember him definitely being on top of Cannoneer. I don't remember if he dropped him or he wrestled him, but I think um, that's where Cannoneer has a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, so I'm going to take Brunson. I no, think
2: Whitaker was over for 2 in takedown.
1: Was he over 2? Okay. Um... Does it yeah. change your mind? Nope. I'm still taking Brunson. <laughs> um, I'll say... I'll say an MS decision for him as well.
0: Yeah, I think... <clears throat> I think Cannoneer handled the takedown attempts really well in the gasoline fight. I think Gasoline was like 0 for 7 in that fight. Um... But I do think Brunson's just a different animal. And everyone says that he has freaky strength. Like when when guys are done fighting Brunson, they're like, you feel Brunson when you're in there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for Cannoneer to even have a shot, you know, he has kind of like Darren Till did in the last Brunson fight. He has to come straight out, back him up, hit him with some big straight shots, keep him on the back foot, kind of like we talked about earlier with some other fights. Um, um, because as soon as he goes backwards, Cannonier, or uh, uh, Brunson's going to take him down. Mm-hmm. And if you go watch that Darren Till fight, Till started really well, mm-hmm. and then they kind of, he's forward, forward, and then they kind of reset. Till literally takes one step on his back foot and Brunson's shooting from like halfway across. You know, that's just <laughs> the kind of like relentless take, and he's a grinder. Mm-hmm. Um but we have seen Cannonier. Like I said, he has displayed really good takedown defense. Personally, I just think between Whitaker and Gastelum, obviously Bron- Blond Brunson's just a different animal. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take Brunson as well. Um, I'll will say third round submission. I could see him. I think he's gonna have to wear. I think he's definitely. I mean, I think he's definitely gonna have to wear Cannonier out. Um, but I do think he'll eventually. Because like I said, even if he gets him down, I could see Cannonier being a freaking pain to hold
2: down. <laughs> well, and then like imagine him shooting and he doesn't get it all, all like immediately yeah you let that guy just like rain down elbows or fists on you or something it's
0: who else is on this card boys i forgot (laughs) i didn't put it in my notes i usually do real quick uh let me pull it up um,
1: I know that uh, Kyler Phillips yeah. Sorry guys
0: Hold on Yeah I'm pulling it up right memory. now uh, Yeah I know Kyler Phillips uh, Rojo Rojo We just saw him Rojo fight Marcelo Rojo Yeah mm-hmm. uh, He lost to Charles Jourdain That's right um, Bobby Green Versus Nazrat Pras Kicks the main card off That's a great fight Holy cow mm-hmm. uh, Vandera Versus Arlovski is the main event On the prelims Another great fight Roxanne Perry I thought she retired Yeah I
1: thought so too
0: She's facing Casey O'Neill. Woo. Good luck with that. Like Casey O'Neill one. was like almost our rookie of the year last year. She was mm-hmm.
1: like
2: phenomenal.
0: Yeah, uh, Matt Schnell versus Alex Perez. That's a –
2: Then that next one.
0: That is – Jeez, this card is loaded, folks. Bobby Knight versus Grishin, Man, yeah.
2: That William Knight is a, is a different type of guy. Yeah. He's a refrigerator. Alex right Hernandez yeah.
0: versus Moicano on the early prelims. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, this UFC 270, this is going to be an all-dayer.
2: Uh, Actually, it won't be for That me. Carlos Ulmberg in Indianapolis. Who fights or trains with Izzy. And then yeah. I think that Blood Diamond's fighting in the very first fight. Oh, is that who, who that is? Yeah, who trains yeah. yeah. with Izzy. Definitely excited to see him. He even got him on there as Blood Diamond.
0: Yeah, I am definitely excited to see him fight. Yeah. So, stacked card, guys. Make sure you get on it early. UFC 271 this Saturday. Boys, let's move on to the news. Cool. Not much this week. All I got. Number four welterweight Vincente Luque will face number five ranked Bilal Muhammad on April 16th. That sure seems like a title eliminator to me.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't know about you guys.
1: That's a great fight, too.
2: Yeah, um, especially with the randomness that's happening at the top there with, like, the coldies yeah, getting sure. tied up and stuff like that.
0: Well, if you want some fresh blood, both mm-hmm. of these guys are definitely that. Um, Alexander Gustafson will return to the UFC's heavyweight division and will face Ben Rothwell on May 21st. Gus hasn't fought since losing his heavyweight debut to Fabrizio Verdoom in July of 2020 all I got boys it's a good fight anybody have anything else that I missed
2: I thought I just wanted to bring this up to you guys real quick I seen uh somebody had interviewed Chad Mendez about his pay for bare knuckle and he says I'm getting paid well for the fight and I'm doubling that with the sponsors alone I'll put it this way I just saw what the UFC heavyweight champion of the world got paid and I'm making more than that
0: Whew. ouch <laughs> yeah yowza
2: mm-hmm. but I think that's why you're gonna see a lot of these guys take some of these chances man outside of there
0: yeah you could be right about that Uh, Boys, my song of the week It's my week for it Uh, This song is guaranteed to make a kid run faster and jump higher You know what that's from, Brandon?
1: What, run faster, jump higher? Yeah, guaranteed
0: to make a kid run Jeez How many Sandlot references have we dropped on this podcast?
1: I wasn't much of a Sandlot guy Oh, jeez
0: My song is Be Right There by Diplo and Sleepy Tom Brandon, I guarantee you'll push more weights around if you listen to this I doubt it Try me Okay. Guarantee.
1: I have a feeling your gym playlist is terrible, but all right.
0: (laughs) You're wrong about that. Uh, Before we get out of here, John, what is your one for the people?
2: Check out Peacemaker on HBO Max. Really funny. John Cena is hilarious. Oh,
0: gotcha. Oh, did uh, the series start? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to look at it. It's like
2: seven episodes in. It's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I bet he's good at that. Oh man, I'm really (laughs) excited. I I, I knew it was coming. I just didn't know it was out. I'll definitely be watching that. You just gave me something else.
1: Brandon, what
2: is
0: your
1: one for the people? Uh, Happy Valentine's Day, guys. That's going to be... You big love guy? Not really, but I enjoy... (laughs) How many times have you said I love you in your life? Part
0: 12. (laughs) I can see that. How (laughs) many times do you tell your wife on a weekly basis you love her?
1: Every day. Sure. I, I just not, do, i make an effort for that. Yeah. Okay. All right.
2: We're, not, we're talking about text or out
1: loud? I know text. Well, he ain't texting oh, nobody sure. without
2: flip, yeah. Let's be real. No. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just I-L-U-V. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. He can't. He, he's, he's not spelling anything. Uh, my one for the people, uh, I think I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I want everybody to really go watch it. If you're feeling like you need a pick me up this week, like you just need to run through a wall, Brandon, if you, if my song doesn't get you going in the gym watch this on your way to the gym um i talked about it before but do you guys remember the ufc primetimes?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: so one of my all-time favorite, i literally go back and watch this probably five times a year but if you just go to youtube and you type in gsp versus johnny hendrix ufc primetime ending goosebumps <laughs> goosebumps um there's another really good one i would say it's up there is a uh, gsp versus bj penn uh the song they used was last man standing that's another one that'll get you like oh my god. but like i remembered so i was watching it i watched the gsp johnny Hinn. i don't know why i just randomly think about it and i watch it um and i was watching it this week and i started like really remembering when i watched the- i watched it live because i used to stay up they would play these kind of late leading up to the fight every night and I was dead broke uh, back when this came out. I was living in my first apartment, um, literally was like to the penny paying bills every month. And I watched this because this was the last little scene. Like it was like on Friday night. So mm. like the night before the weigh ins or the pay per view itself. And when I watched this, I bought the paper. I was like, I don't even have this money. I'm I, there's no way I I'm overdrafting, but a yes, 100%. Like stupid, young, dumb stuff. But this ending just like. It's phenomenal, and whoever did these primetimes, the ability to match film or you know v- clips with music is just phenomenal. Like the way that the kind of the music tells the story, and then nice. just the cut—it's just phenomenal. Like I am literally, primetime over embedded. Embeds are just—I I don't really—I miss a lot of embeds now because I just they don't do it for me, man. Mm. But I think it's because I had all these primetimes.
2: Maybe we need to do like a reaction of him watching it, and see if he jumps out of his robot. And I feel like he'd cry.
1: Ooh. <laughs> probably wow that's a that's a big game you're talking to like
2: like. i feel like he'd pull out his flip phone and start like filming
0: <laughs> like because
1: he can't watch <laughs> videos on his phone He's taking notes in a notepad <laughs> yeah. really good stuff <laughs>
0: yeah to uh, 5.7 seconds in
2: almost had emotion
0: goosebumps dude it's good faraz like starts it out kind of talking about the psyche of a fi- it's just good it's good nice. good stuff i love it boys that is it that is our episode this week we appreciate you guys coming in Chilling with us. Yeah. Another Monday. Uh huh. And we'll be back next Monday. Yeah. We're going to break down this UFC 271 card. I'm sure it's going to be great. Until then, you guys enjoy. Peace. Peace out.
2: Drink water. Love your mom.